0: This is Pac 12 today on Sirius XM Pac 12 Radio 373. Here's Sean O'Connell and Jeff Schwartz. What's going on with the Sun Devils? Welcome to hour number two, Sean O'Connell, Jeff Schwartz. Hode Rubino joins us to hopefully answer that and many other questions. Hode, what's going on? Not a no problem, guys. Thanks for having me on. So uh, what is going on with the Sun Devils? It felt like huge splash news when it came out, but, you know, the cycle keeps turning. There's a bunch of other stuff going on in the world of college sports and sports in general. So uh, is there anything, I guess, momentous that has happened so far with this investigation into the alleged recruiting violations committed by Arizona football?
1: Uh, there really is, hasn't been anything momentous uh, happening, and as you can imagine, these investigations really for the most part do get handled uh, in the background, and these investigations by the the are notorious for taking a long time until a school does get a no- notice of allegations and a- any sanctions to follow at, to follow after that. Now, granted, there have been some articles with uh, some details that you know may seem more damning than others. But uh, there really hasn't been, uh, I don't think, any re- really developments from uh, the initial uh, story that came out uh, co- close to two weeks now.
0: But
2: isn't the initial story, while well, the infractions probably aren't that bad, mm-hmm. isn't, the, isn't isn't the story basically that hey, um, you know, no one else was doing this, and we, we don't know obviously someone else, and, and they were so brazen with it, right? I mean, they were so they did it in the facility with cameras around, they took pictures. Well, like, to me, that feels like the story here is that it just it was so brazen rather than, than the actual cheating that happened.
1: Well, look, I mean, as far as the allegations itself, I, I mean, yes, I, I, on, the, on the surface, the allegations do, do seem very serious when you do bring allegedly recruits on campus, not only during a recruiting dead period, but a recruiting dead period that was done due to COVID-19. And as we know, ASU was one of the, uh, programs that was affected more than others, uh, missing uh, th- uh, three games in a season that was supposed to be seven games long to begin with. So sure, I mean, you look at the optics and the optics uh, are, aren't really great uh, to begin with, but there is a lot of he said, she said, and there have been articles even just a, just a few days ago alleging that that person A from, from ASU was, was was doing this. And just because the person involved at ASU cannot uh, comment due to ongoing instability investigation, they can't really bring the truth uh, out there to light. And let's not forget that it really comes to a few former disgruntled former employees that are the ones that that, that are bringing these allegations. And I think just by the nature of that dynamic, you're not always going to get The the true picture. You're not always always going to get the full context. Now, I will say, on the other hand, that it would be naive to think that ASU did not violate any rules whatsoever. It would be naive to to think that ASU is not going to receive any kind of level of sanctions uh, in the future. But I do think at the same time that there is some stuff that's being out there in various media outlets that uh, is really questionable um, evidence, if you will. Uh, Concerning the Arizona state and those allegations, that it's been painting probably a picture that is much more harsher than the reality would suggest.
0: So one of the big things with with the whole excuse me with the allegations coming out was uh, this alleged the the presence of this dossier that I think was the word people used Mm -hmm. that there was this binder full of photos and you know text messages and whatever else. Who has seen that? Has I mean, you guys, you've got great sources in the program. Have you seen it? Like, do we know what that looks like? Is it one employee's, like, I'm keeping tabs on all this because I'm disgruntled? Is it a collection? Do we have any idea what that that so-called evidence or that proposed evidence actually is against Arizona State?
1: Well, look, what, what I know that uh, it definitely wasn't an effort of one uh, former disgruntled employee. It really has been a collection of a few, a few of those individuals. I was told that uh, the, the dossier, while I have not seen all the evidence in it, the dossier was really uh, just around a dozen pages long. And, and I think there were some reports out there earlier when this investigation came to light suggesting that the dossier was three times more than it really, than it really actually is. I was told that even though the dossier is about 13 pages long, that sometimes you would have just one page of the dossier just with one uh, with with one item, and it's not like these pages are are back to front, full uh from the, from the, full of details. But uh, as far as who saw it, uh, I know that both uh, Arizona State's compliance department and the and the NCAA have seen uh have, have seen this dossier. I know there was some rumors that there's some more uh, dossiers or more evidence that, that, that's coming down the pike, but I have not um, heard um, any, any, any confirmation of that. So I think that right now, whatever evidence is in place, both ASU's compliance department and the NCAA do, do have full access uh, to it. And as you can imagine, uh, really, uh, for the entire month of June, practically, uh, both uh, bodies are just, are just going over that dossier with, with a fine tooth comb and and just going detail by detail to see what exactly is um an allegation that can turn into uh really, really damning evidence and uh, what uh allegations out there can, can you really poke holes in, in, in terms of in terms of validity but uh yes i mean i I, I do know that uh there are uh, screenshots of of emails and pictures and uh, and make maybe maybe some videos there too so uh that's really that's really what the, what, the, what the dossier contains but you know, a lot of it is going to be a he said she said uh, type of situation. A lot of it's going to be evidence that's that, 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 that's irrefutable, and I am told by my sources that the latter um, is really at a much lesser extent. Again, from the pictures that are being painted out there by various media outlets.
2: The uh, part about Jane Daniels' mom paying for for flights for recruits uh, mm-hmm. that struck me as something that. Um, I don't know. Seems again like some some brazen cheating because I don't. I mean, I just I can't imagine she's on twenty four seven sports looking up recruits to visit Arizona State. Um, feels like they had to you know had to have some help from the program. What do you believe when it comes to that, to that part of the story?
1: Look, I mean, it, it, it's it's an allegation, and all I can go by is uh, again. Uh, the this, this basically coming down to he said she said, where where the reporter says that they have seen with their own eyes that uh, that email and jenny daniel's mom going on a record uh um not really um i would say denying the existence of the email but but just saying that this was a situation where uh there was uh fraudulent activity on on her account and the credit card that was used to purchase uh the, the, the spice was was replaced what was replaced as a result of that look i mean if it's true i mean yeah that that, that is uh definitely uh an unflattering look uh for uh, for the for the whole program and the individual in question, uh, but again, I mean, is it something that that, that actually happened or not? Uh, it, it is it is an, an, an end of the day an allegation, but if it if it's damning evidence, then I'm sure the NCAA is is really going to treat it as such. And if the FSU feels that's irrefutable evidence, then that's uh, you know one 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 evidence that is going to cause a sanction that that they are going to have to accept. But but uh, I would say again, uh, I mean, yes, the optics are are, are definitely not, not not that great when you have evidence such like that. But again, let's see if that um, allegation, if that report actually turns into standing evidence, that uh, that uh, still does uh, still does remain to be seen.
0: dot Devilsdigest.com is our guest on Pac-12 today, trying to get to the bottom of what's going on with Herm Edwards' Sun of football program. Uh, One thing, you know, my initial reaction when I saw what it sounds like has been clarified a little bit is maybe some some of this might have been inflated. But my reaction was, oh, my gosh, this is a bad deal for Arizona State. If it's as cut and dry as a lot of these reports are making it out to be, we are going to see an exodus. Of talent into the transfer portal, we are going to see a bunch of these key players, especially the younger guys, just bailing and trying to find greener pastures and to my knowledge, we've seen like exactly zero of that so what does that mean for Arizona state the the fact that there's even in controversy, there's this much retention in a time where no one else is retaining their talent
1: look at the end of the day whether you're going to produce one article or 10 articles in the span of the last two weeks with allegations until those allegations are proven until ASU feels that there's so much irrefutable evidence right now that they do need to take action in whether it's self-imposed actions, uh, personnel decisions, uh, fines. I mean, whatever the case may be, I mean, these are still right now in the realm in the realm of allegations. And I know that in today's media world, and I'm part of that media world, uh, there's definitely a rush to some, sometimes, uh, you know, shoot first and, and, and ask, ask questions later. And even though you have a situation where, 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 the, where the he said, she said, uh, this still can be slanted, uh, any given an article can be decided, uh, one way versus the other. But as far as not seeing a mass exodus, as far as not even seeing recruits that visited ASU in the eye of the storm, uh, coming out on record and saying, well, now that these allegations are in place, I don't know if ASU is a place for me, you're, 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 you're simply not seeing that. Because, again, right now it's still a matter of allegations. And nobody should be surprised at this point, no matter how much damning evidence does come out, that notice of allegations and, and possible sanctions only going co- to come out in the, in the 2022 uh, cal- calendar year. And when you look at Arizona State objectively in terms of the level of talent they have compared to their Pac-12 foes, this is by far one of the best teams in the conference and a team that legitimately has a chance not only to win the Pac-12 South, in my opinion, but also to win the the Pac-12 Conference crown. And if you're a young player or or just a current player in general that can still use uh, a transfer portal that is very generous in terms of immediate eligibility, why why would you do that when you have a 2021 season where the table is really set for you with seven, seven home games, a schedule that is not extremely challenging uh, to really do something special, why why would be right here right now the time to to, 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 to actually leave the program and seek pastures, which, which may seem greener, but uh, ultimately you could go to a team that doesn't even have an iota of the talent that Arizona State has. So I can definitely understand why uh, current players, younger players, whatever the case may be, are, are just really staying put because right now they're, they're just hearing, hearing all these allegations, and again, I think this investigation, for the most part, is really going to be in the background for the entire calendar year of 2021. ASU has, again, a great chance to do some special things uh, this, uh, this upcoming season, and when the calendar flips to 2022, uh, only then maybe we're going to hear about no allegations and, and some sanctions after, but that's going to be following a 2021 season where, again, Arizona State is poised. Uh, to have uh, one, one, one hell of a campaign ahead of
2: them. I just – I've been this way for a couple of months now, and Sean can back me this. I just don't kind of get the ASU hype. Uh, I like Jane Daniels a lot. I think mm-hmm. actually he'll be a better pro than he might be a, a college quarterback. But I, just, I just kind of don't see it. Like, I, I think you look at Utah and USC in the south. I'm not very high on, on USC in general. Oregon, Washington, I just don't see Arizona State having a good chance to win the conference, and I seem to be in the minority – um, what about them really has you thinking that they're, you
0: know, they have a chance to win the conference?
1: Well, basically you just look at the, at the number of returning players and I'll, and I'll, and I'll preface what I'm about to say is that I understand that because of the incident of eligibility freeze, every team, whether it's the PAC 12 power five conferences, or just all across the landscape of college football was able to retain a lot of talent because of that uh, eligibility freeze. And some players were just um, hesitant, especially, on a team like Arizona State, who only played uh, four games in 2020 to actually test the NFL draft waters. But when I hear that even some of those players uh, were kind of questioned, maybe in a good way, by NFL scouts, why didn't these players, especially on defense, uh, elect to declare for uh, the NFL draft that, that took place like a couple of months ago? When you just look at just the... Sheer level of talent, especially on defense, when he got all Pac-12 selections um, up, in the, up and down the roster, players that have been proven not only in 2020, but really going back to 2019 and 2018. When you look at it in a ground attack that was absolutely punishing, it, even in losses, and you can look at a game like, like ASU like, at USC for the season opener, uh, USC for the three and a half quarters simply did not have a, an answer to Arizona State's running game. And by the way, those two running backs, uh, Chip, Chip Trenum and Rashad White, they were both newcomers last year. So now when they're one year older, one year wiser, as the saying goes, uh, being in the strength and conditioning program of, of of Arizona State, you can only imagine how much better they're going to be uh, next year. The offensive line pretty much uh, re- returns intact. So I just think you just have a lot of proven talent uh, for, from la- from last year returning in both Utah and USC, in comparison to ASU, did have some did have some kind of talent frame. If you look at the Pac-12 notes, I mean, both uh, both Oregon and I believe Washington, too, are are, are, break, uh, are breaking in new quarterbacks. So I just think that the question marks that Arizona State has compared to its Pac-12 foes are really a really smaller in number. Now, I will say that at the same time, Arizona State's passing game to me is an X factor because that is definitely an element that did underperform and underachieve uh, last year, and I wouldn't put it, put it all, all on Jenny Daniels, the quarterback, again, one of the better quarterbacks in the Pac-12 by far, but uh, just having a lot of younger players and having a new uh, system under new offensive coordinator, Zach Hill. So if that element can really catch up uh, to the others, I don't think it's even an Arizona State team that has to overachieve a great deal because, again, the, the number of returning proven talent on that team, uh, in, my, in my opinion, is, is greater than uh, any other team in the conference.
0: Last thing for me before we let you go, the, uh, you, you highlighted that running back room. You also mentioned the defensive line. What mm-hmm. position group are we going to be talking about? Like, Let's say it is as successful of the season as, as the optimists hope it is. What position group is going to be credited with that? It, it can't just be the Jaden Daniels show, obviously. So, Who's going to get the sure. love or who will be the ones that were like, well, look, it's because of that D-line?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, you can look at it in two different ways. As I mentioned a minute ago, I think that the Arizona State passing game has to take that next step forward, has to play up its capabilities. There's a lot of talent over there, mostly improving. I think uh, one uh, huge uh, addition is is a transfer, ironically, from Utah, uh, Brian Thompson, uh, a player that uh, did did put up uh, some impressive numbers at times over there in Salt Lake City. And if he can uh, really play up to uh, to his full potential and be healthy the entire season, I think that he can lead a, a very successful Arizona State passing game. And again, led by one of the better quarterbacks in the Pac-12, Jamie Daniels. But if I'm looking at the, at the other side of the ball, look, as we know, the, the, uh, when it comes to the Pac-12, uh, you're really going live, to live and die by the play of, of your defensive backfield. And when I look at the four starters uh, at cornerback and at safety for the Sun Devils, you have two sixth-year uh, seniors, two fifth-year seniors. So the amount of experience that you have just in that unit itself, uh, I think it's going I think it's really gonna pay pay off and pay off in spades uh, uh, for the Sun Devils. Look, any coach is gonna tell you that it's great to have talent, but uh, there's really no substitute to, for for experience. And it's not only. And it's not that the defensive line and linebacker don't have an, don't have experienced players over there because they definitely do. But I think uh, if you do not have a formidable experience, defensive backfield in the Pac-12, uh, you, you're, you're really going to be, uh, be behind the eight ball more, more often times than not. So for Arizona State to have a successful season, you just have that defensive backfield, again, to just really play up those capabilities. It doesn't have to overachieve. doesn't have to do anything crazy stat-wise because, again, you just have a lot of uh, the proven players over there that can definitely lead the charge uh, for Arizona State. And, again, in the Pac-12, if you don't have an answer – For the aerial attacks in that conference, Uh, any given Saturday, you're going to be in big trouble. And Arizona State, at least on paper, definitely has uh, those weapons to combat all the uh, very talented passing games it's going to face in 2021.
2: We know recruiting opened up in earnest uh, June 1st. Uh, Teams have been able to host recruits now. They've been able to put on camps and private workouts. Um, How has this this recruiting period gone for the Sun Devils since uh, they opened up in June 1st?
1: Well, they definitely had uh, more visitors uh, than they would want to in the month of June, which isn't exactly Chamber of Commerce weather uh, here in Tempe. But uh, I think uh, in, the, in the next uh, uh, couple of weeks, they could, could be getting some good news, even uh, good news from some uh, four-star prospects that, that have been on campus in the, in the previous week. And uh, I think the most notable thing that did happen uh, during, during the month of June is the commitment of four-star running back uh, Kevin White. From from Virginia is actually ranked uh, in the top ten of all-purpose all uh, backs in the, in the in the 2022 class, and ironically, um, not only did Tevin White visit Arizona State literally a couple days after that first article came out with the nose of allegations, he was actually uh, in the Phoenix metro area uh, days and days before. So he was he was actually you know in the neighborhood, if you will, when 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 the story first broke uh, to begin with. And the fact that uh, such a high caliber prospect as Kevin as, as White uh, is really able to see that investigation for what it is, uh, just allegations at this point with, with the nothing proven. And now he gets to hear what you and I don't get to hear, is ASU side uh, behind closed doors. I think that was a great sign uh, for, for Arizona State. So it'll be interesting to see uh, with all the bevy of recruits uh, that they did uh, bring Bring on campus for both official and and some of the visitors in, in an unofficial capacity to see what Arizona State could do in in actual uh, in actual commits, let alone signings later on in December. But I think that uh, you know it's a class that maybe right now hasn't really started on a strong resounding step. But I don't think that was really ever the scenario for Arizona State because I think the good news was going to come uh, maybe more in July than in June, and I think uh, throughout the season and obviously if ASU was having the top of season everybody's expecting to have, I think a lot of dominoes can fall into play with this with this recruiting class.
0: Hode, thanks so much for your time. Looking forward to the season two months away. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me,
0: guys. Hode Rubino, devilsdigest.com. Lots to unpack from that conversation. Stuart Mandel still set to join us in about 10 minutes. Sean O'Connell, Jeff Schwartz, Pac-12 today.